Hey, podcast family, this is Albert Tate. Thank you so much for tuning back in. I hope you're sharing it with your friends. I hope you're talking about it. These are opportunities for me to inspire you, encourage you, challenge you. Hope you laugh a little bit, cry a little bit, pray a little bit. I hope you laugh a lot. We're going to have a good time today. We're talking about moments that shaped us um, and how communication shapes us. You, you, a lot of times you don't think about it, but I'm a communicator. I, I think about it all the time, how communication shaped. I remember hearing the Martin Luther King, I have a dream speech and how it shaped me. Um, how has communication shaped you? How has what someone had said lifted you, encouraged you, and some of you maybe even abused you or hurt you? Joe Saxton is in the building, yo. I had an amazing conversation with Jill Saxton. She's one of the greatest communicators uh, that's, that's out right now, and she's an amazing author and writer. I had a wonderful time talking to her about communication, leadership, um, being a woman in ministry, doing what she does. Uh, and she also has a, ma a message for some men and pastors and how we could help lead women better. I'm telling you, we laughed so hard. I think snot came out of Joe's nose. She won't admit to it. She ain't gonna tell the truth, but I saw the snot bubble. It came out. We had a good time. Check it out. Joe Saxton, moments that shaped us all about communication. Stadia has had the honor of helping hundreds of great leaders start new churches. We have a passionate desire to make sure that every child on the planet can experience the overwhelming love of Jesus Christ through the local church. This vision compels us to ask one very important question. Who's next? Who are the leaders that God is raising up to plant new churches? Who are the leaders that, that will answer the call to say, I'll follow, I'll raise up this generation, the next generation to know Jesus Christ and to change the world forever? Are you ready to start your church planting journey? Perhaps you know someone who is. Stadia is ready to help and we'll be with you every step of the way because we won't stop until every child has a church. Hey everybody, we got Joe Saxton in the building. Joe, how you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. I'm so honored to have you to sit with me and talk uh, for a little bit today. Um, I love your ministry. My wife has absolutely loved your book and it's been so amazing. How's the book doing by the way? You know, I decided I wasn't going to find out for a while. So you're not looking on Amazon? You're mm -hmm. not doing the thing? No. But this isn't your first book. No. The name of your first book was? Oh, well, the first book I wrote, you know what, I should remember. It's called Real God, Real Life. It's out of print now. It's just it's sitting in my house. I see it was so many before you, you barely remember the title. <laughs> real God, Real Life. But the name of this one is? This one is called The Dream of You. The Dream of You. And um, you're not looking. When are you gonna look? What's the what's the time? Um, what's the date? About timeline? probably about a month or two. Okay. Yeah. And what happened when you look? What are you expecting to see? What gives you a sigh of relief when you look? What gives you an exhale? Um, you know what? I'm not sure. Come on. Yes okay. There's a number. You no, gotta go. I, no, I don't have a number. It's not a number. No. But what is it? I what think it's more if like the publishing team and all of that feel pretty good about feel it. Feel pretty then good I'm about like, it. Okay, I feel good about it. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. So are you reading com you're not reading comments? No, 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 no. You're no not I, don't, I don't read the comment sections okay. ever. Just in life. Let me bring you some comments life. from people on my staff and mm -hmm. from my amazing wife. 
it's amazing and it's oh. blessing them. So oh, they appreciate you. you and they love it. She's so jealous that I'm sitting here talking to you now. So I'm oh. excited. So there's one comment that you can take. Well, thank you. I appreciate you, that. You've sold at least three books. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that there now. You I don't know what there the number's going to look like on Amazon <laughs> there, but you got three books. Tell me about the first time you heard someone speak and it, it moved you in a way that marked you for, the, for your whole life. In other words, rhetoric that was so powerful where you thought, wow, that was amazing. Oh yeah, I was 18. I was um, at Bible college and I'd ended up at Bible college for odd reasons hmm. um, because I was actually not walking with the Lord when I started at Bible college. Hmm. I just wanted to leave home and it was easily done. So <laughs> I was there. So there was always going to be some collision at some yeah, point, really, yeah. wasn't there? Um, but I remember there were there are two talks that come to my mind, and and one was this um, was the principal of the college, um, Dr. William Davis, his mm. name was, and he he I, it was quite a kind of quite a sedate in many ways man, mm. and quite calm. But when he preached, it was mm. like this lion comes out wow. and as he preached, he, sa he said, um, God's hold on you is stronger than your hold on him. And then he swung his arm and he said, and he won't let you go like that. And I remember thinking and, and just it arresting my heart. Um, wow. And then I think the, uh, the following week, I should have known really that I wasn't gonna- You were just being set up. I was, it was a complete <laughs> set piece by the King of Kings and he took me down. Uh, and um, the next week was um, another member of staff. She was the Old Testament professor, and she and she she was he was the kind of person who arrested your attention. She was the one who kind of just compelled you inwards, mm. kind of thing. You know, like some people like you're you're there, and then you're like, oh my gosh, I'm there, and I can't yeah, leave. Yeah. And um, she she simply asked, why do you do the things you do? And that was it. You still remember that? Oh yeah. You know yeah. what's amazing to me? Even when you just talked about the first professor and how he did that, yeah. when you moved your arm like that, I felt it. Yeah. Like when you, that motion, how communication shapes you and moves you, and they're just things that just mark you yeah. and it shapes you. When did you see it done and you said, I'm going to do that one day? Ooh, that one, I was 19. A year later? Yeah, I was 19, oh was I? No, I was already doing it, actually. I was already, I, the first time I spoke, like, publicly, I was 12. So you, public speaking was kind of a thing? It was a wrestle. Got I it. was wrestling it to the ground and losing. Wow. Um, I, I was, when I was 12, I was, uh, it was a Sunday school church anniversary, mm -hmm. and it, I was given the talk. Um, it was on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I don't know anything else about that. Look at uh, you. I know. It, it was insane. On. Preaching on tongues uh, at 12 years old. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they didn't ask me again. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, and then, um, and then I was in my late teens, but I was having this, there was just always this wrestle with whether I was going to serve the Lord or not. So at 19, when you were saying, what, what happened at 19? Yeah, you know, I remember, oh, that's right. It was a conference. It was this conference and this guy was speaking and he was someone who I'd admired. Um, and I don't remember what he, he preached about, but I remember him just, he was just standing there at the end. And I looked and thought, I, I suspect there were two things going on in my mind. One was the arrogance of my mind thinking, yeah, I can do that. Hmm. And, and I will. Hmm. And then the other was thinking, oh no, I'm gonna do that. Wow. And I will. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it was a kind wow. of, there, there, it was, uh, yeah, I was very conflicted about hmm. the whole communication thing for a very long time. When did the conflict, conflict resolve? I was 26. What happened? 
I um, oh a guy happened. A guy happened. He wasn't. Um, he was a believer, but it was just. <laughs> anyway, it was it, it was this kind of moment where it was. Is this like, like an ex guy, like an yeah, ex boyfriend? Oh, yeah. oh yeah. wow, okay. Was, okay. No, boyfriend is generous. Okay, it was just one the of those guy. really awkward okay. kind of will we, won't we, will we, okay. won't we, okay. which sound great, but in life are just terrible. It's just terrible. That yeah. one. Um, and all my friends were like, "No, stay away from him." I'm like, "No, I just need to know where we stand." Um, but <laughs> Does everyone has a I need to know relationship. But you don't need to know. No, you don't need to know. No, you you, it's to know. obvious. It's obvious. It is obvious. Everyone the dude knows. Is not saying yes. But you just it's like. A no. But we just need to. I'm just we gonna just need, ask him. I'm just gonna I'm ask gonna him. I'm gonna sit down. Just, and I'm gonna ask we're him. We're gonna do. We're gonna sit down. We're gonna clear it out. Because it is the dumbest there's something thing going ever. on. I just need closure. He's yes, closed he, it. He closed Everything all. is closed. He's left the country. It's closed. He's, he has left the building. <laughs> I'm gonna call him. I'm gonna call him. I just need to be sure. That is so funny. Let me tell you something. Everybody out there who's listening yeah. has one of those. Yeah. I just need to Can know. Can I just say, moments. if it's a maybe, it's a no. Okay. And, th and let me just uh, say, they never, I've never, you've never heard a couple that's been married for 20 years and say, and she called and said she just needed to know, and I changed my mind. I changed my and mind. I, it's never worked. No. Every call always ends in destruction. Save yourself. <laughs> it's like sin. Sometimes the one that got away needed to leave. He that's needed to get away. He needed, Praise like, Jesus. made the door hit you on the way out. But kind she of thing. and he is yeah. Okay, I don't Anyway, that we, was we not. We went into a whole <laughs> other relationship, but obviously somebody listening needed to hear that in the Amen. spirit. So uh, at 26. 26, I think I'd gotten to the point where I was exhausted of compromising who I was for what I wanted. Wow. Um, and I had tried. I mean, in fairness to the dude, he was a, he was a decent guy. Just, but, um, but I think I kept on packaging myself to try and be, and you know, and try and be more a sanitized version of myself, yeah. less wild or less forthright, yeah. um, more contained. And I think after when that didn't happen uh, when when that particular relationship didn't come to pass I rem and I, oh, I remember I preached at um, a young adults conference at our church that weekend and he was there and God was moving and I and it was beyond me mm. you know it was beyond and I and I, rem I remember enjoying it and loving it and then in the ministry time people like laying down their lives and all kinds of junk coming to the surface because God was on the move and um looking and, and, and almost being frightened and in awe of what I saw before me mm. in terms of what God was doing and then thinking, I need to make a decision about my life. I, I've been wrestling with this for a long time now. This is what God does. Can I trust this God? Wow. Can I trust him? And, and then I thought, this is going to break my heart and it's going to be really miserable, but I'm not looking back. Wow. So that wow. was the moment. And then from that point on, that this, was is, it. this is me. Wow. Now, I got to ask, mm -hmm. whatever, did you ever see the guy again? You ever see him, like, at conferences? Is he, like, a pastor somewhere at some church? Oh, no, I, I, I haven't seen him recently, okay, no. Okay, but he's, but he's a, and it's, you feel, you like, when you see him, what happens? It's like, thank you, Jesus. Because he's kind of like a marker. He's like your memorial. He's yeah, like I a, mean, it was. He's like your Ebenezer. Yeah, back at <laughs> the, the time. I remember, I, I think our last contact was probably, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 years ago. Wow. And, uh, and you know what? It was almost, it was like, it, it wasn't even weird. I Good. remember just thinking, yeah. Good. But I, I had no regrets. I think when you have no regrets, it's easier. You just get free. And, and, it, and it wasn't even that reaction to somebody either. It wasn't like yeah. a, I'm fine. It, it, yeah. it, it was, it well, it was God. I think God will use people to free you. And, and I feel a sense of gratitude, mm. although it's awkward in how it all, but I feel like a sense of gratitude because God, God, you gave me a great gift in that. And now the world is experiencing the gift of you 
because you made a commitment to be free. Yeah. That's a blessing. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Ebenezer. Amen. <laughs> Thank you. Tell me about your process when you get ready to preach. Is there a prayer you pray whenever you get ready to preach, or what's the conversation you have with yourself before you walk out on the stage? Um, I, 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 there are a couple of things I do just before I'm about to walk out mm -hmm. on the stage, and one is like, unlike God, unless you come, this is a waste of your time. I'm like, God, seriously, I need to know you. <laughs> I have this kind of conversation saying, are, you, are, you, are, we, are we doing this? Mm. Um, if, if you're not here, then show me the door. I'm leaving. Um, mm. uh, that, is, that is my often common prayer. Yeah. And then sometimes, I, th for, for until very recently, actually, when I would, pr when I would pray before, I would, I would always picture myself standing on God's hand. Oh, wow. And, um, and him going like that. Oh, wow. That was always the picture in my mind. Um, that and that would be in my in my head. Now I tend to feel like I'm about to box. I don't know why that is. I've just noticed myself do that. I even today I could see myself like bouncing around and kind of like okay, let's go, let's go, kind of thing. I'm like let's okay, go. Joanna, you need to stop. Now is there music? Know you. Is there music going on <laughs> in there too, or just a? Just a Sometimes there is. All right. And it's never appropriate. It's never or at least it's not like, like it's not a like a worship song. Come it's on, like come on. All I do is Drake. Win. All I do is win. Yeah. That's a good one. That's I mean, it's one. awesome. But that is in my. So often, it's like my hands go up, and, and they, they stay, stay there. there. <laughs> and they stay there. Oh yeah, yeah. that's often in my. Head. Oh, that's preaching music. Oh, that it is, is so, isn't it? Oh it my is. God, yes. That's so preaching music. That is preaching music. It's oh like yeah, you're yeah, yeah. ready. Don't don't get it twisted. That is preaching you're ready. music. Ready. What's a sermon that you could preach for the rest of your life? That it's never too late for him to transform your life. Hmm. Yeah, always. Hmm. I, I always somehow I always want to find it in there and say, come on now, it's he can transform you from the inside out. Wow. Have you ever been preaching and found yourself standing outside of yourself, watching yourself preach? Yeah. I, I hear preachers talk about that. Mm. What is that like? It's a little weird, but <laughs> um, but I, I think I often reflect on them with the Lord afterwards, and I'm like, what just happened? Yeah. Like there was one time I was speaking in Cincinnati at, um, at a church there, and it was a it was a moment where I I, I don't know I, I don't know whether I'd come from some tough time or and I rem it was like seeing myself walk on stage. Mm. And, and get ready and really feeling excited to, to serve this congregation and to be with them, but also thinking, God, you're in this, aren't you? I, yeah. I, I, it w I was like, ah, oh, this is going to yeah. this is going to be good. Yeah. This yeah. is going to be good. Yeah. That's and um, good. that was that was phenomenal. Do you still get nervous? Yeah. Still get a little mm -hmm. little nerves. Mm -hmm. When yeah. um, have you ever been going in the middle of a sermon and you just look out and you are bombing like it is not going well at all? Have you ever had that feeling or that moment? I'm gonna think about that. Yes, yeah, I have moments where, or moments where I feel uncertain. Just kind of fumbling a little. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, okay, are we gonna land? Are we gonna land? Yeah. Um, and it might be a preparation thing um, for me, like if I didn't prepare, mm -hmm. and it's not always like every word or every note, uh, but if I didn't even prepare spiritually yeah. for it and stuff. Yeah. Not, I tend to bomb from, if I'm going to bomb, I bomb for a moment. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, okay, God, yeah. Well, what I learned early on is I w if I fumble out the gate, finding the recovery. Yeah. And, and getting the recovery, because if you fumble out the gate and you miss something, you tell something and it doesn't land, or it didn't land, yeah. or it's not, and it's like, or you stumble and you're like, mm -hmm. and then you mess yeah. up your rhythm and you don't get it, then fighting to get it back. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I learned if I ain't got it back, it's gonna be one heck of an altar call. We gonna we just gonna pray. We just gonna call <laughs> down heaven on the end. And I'm like, you know, somebody gotta come. Somebody. And then Jesus just gets the glory. We work it out. Amen. Oh my I goodness. Like it. Um, 
How do you handle negative feedback? Um, depends on who it's from. Because I don't believe all feedback's created equal. Mm, that's good. You know? Um, that's really good. So if it's, you know, like, there are... <laughs> I'm laughing because I remember reading, I mean, social media it adds a new flavor to some of that oh now. Do you know God, what I mean? Yes. Because you can be real passive aggressive oh yeah. and stuff oh and, yeah. and that. So I remember recently I was, I was apparently I'm not a believer. Um, <laughs> I'm not a Christian um, because I'm a woman preaching or being a pastor or something. So, mm. and I don't take the Bible seriously. And I thought, oh wow. Okay. Is that because you use joke, you use humor? Or, or I do. I do use humor a lot. I th no, I think it was just in principle. They just were just saying just in principle. Just because you're there. So how do you deal with the, the, the woman uh, critique and people disqualifying you or suggesting you are less than mm -hmm. because you're a woman? Because you go in all kinds of spaces. Yes, yeah, I do. I do. I go in all kinds of spaces. And I've decided it's not my problem. Hmm. I think if someone has a problem with it, that's okay, they can have a problem with it, it's just not mine. Yeah. Um, I think when I was younger, and I think that was part of some of the wrestle in the early days yeah. of wrestling to the ground this calling, and it's like, you know what, um, I am called, and God's anointed it, and um, and he can He can stop me any given time. Yeah. And it's okay that, you know, you're a member of my extended in Christ family, and you don't believe I should be there, that's absolutely fine. But that is actually not going to stop anything that I'm doing mm. because I don't give an account to you on the last mm. day. I give an account to him. Mm. And um, and so I, um, it, it's not to say it's not vulnerable. Yeah. It's not to say that it doesn't impact me sometimes. You know, um, Shonda Rhimes, my dear friend I wish, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, talks about, in, in a book, she talks about being the first only different. And, um, Ooh, wow. I know, right? Just let that sink in a little good, second. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Only first, only different. Uh. And I often find myself in spaces where I'm the first, first. the only, and the different. Yeah. And um, the first woman, and and the first, or the only woman of color, yeah. or do you know what I mean? All that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah. And um, and and sometimes there have been times when I've noticed where I've noticed even as I'm preaching, people begin to change their opinion. Yeah. And that, which is fun. I like those. It feels good. It feels good. It? I'm like, I got you. Like, <laughs> it's like. That's that's all right, my love. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and um, and but there are other times when people don't change their minds, and they're yeah. like, well, you know. Uh, but again, I, I I leave it with them. That's yeah. for them to have their arguments with. And often, you know, the great thing is now as well is that if they don't believe in women speakers, I don't get invited. So exactly. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I don't get invited. Yeah. And so and there's no gymnastics to do. And your calendar's still full, so yeah. you're doing good. Yeah. It's it's fine. Yeah. It's yeah. like you do you. What would you say? So, to a pastor who's a male mm -hmm. leading young women who have a gift and a calling oh to communicate. Oh my gosh. Give it, give it to me, girl. Give it to me. I would say to them that it's absolutely essential that you are really proactive mm. in investing in their gifts. Mm. I'm gonna s I, I'll say to them, you have to tell them, that you have to ask them, don't ask them once if they wanna do this thing, ask them at least 10 to 15 times because your voice is a whisper compared to all the other things that have told them what they can be as a woman and as a leader. Your voice is a whisper. You think you're shouting loud. You are a mile away calling them. You think you're being, uh, your arms are open wide and you're welcoming them. Th you, for a, for a woman to stand on that stage, she's had to reason all kinds of things about her body, her worth, her value, what people think, because we know that there are people who don't think that women should be speaking, that women shouldn't be there, depending on their st stage of life, whether as a married woman, whether as a mother of young kids, all those things. Um, so I would say shout really loud. That's so Give good. them visible, accessible examples as often as you can. That's good. Um, 
invite, include them, invite them in the conversations, find ways, find ways to equip and train them. Because what can often happen is that we give lip service to women leading, but then we don't create on-ramps or, or tracks for them to learn. Yeah. Um, because we want to have healthy boundaries. Absolutely have healthy boundaries, but mentor a group of them then. Yeah. You know, Jesus did a lot with, the, with his disciples and they yeah. were all there. Just do them all. Uh, do you know what I mean? Do a, do a training with them, all yeah. of them, and, um, and give them tangible opportunities and know that in giving them tangible opportunities you may have to sacrifice some of yours because we don't just need mentors we need sponsors mm. you know um, talk about that a little bit more what do you well mean? I'll, I'll give you an example my senior pastor um when i in my 20s who weren't the one who he was kind of watching me wrestle things to the ground and um, there was a conference um in england that he was the most popular speaker at and and you know we know that in certain spheres that if you get to speak at things and you get the book deals you get other mm -hmm. you know, yeah you get all the uh, the accoutrements basically the everything you're getting now yeah <laughs> you get all, you get all those things all the things with it and um, he was a he was a speaker and then he arranged it that he said you know our church will take on the evening and the, and our church was doing all these fun things with young adults at the time so people were really excited and then he said um Joe's going to speak. Mm. And he basically gave up. He knew that the way to, for me to get an opportunity was for him not to have one. Mm. So he didn't, they didn't arrange him for another day. He just didn't speak that year. Got it. And, um, and it was good. the difference between you're called to preach and I really believe in you to we're going to make this actually happen. Here's the stage. Here's the stage. Yeah. And he stood there. Um, and then some people didn't even realize until I walked out that he wasn't speaking because he was in all the brochures and everything. He stood on the stage and he's like, and away you go. Wow. And, um, and I, I tell you, that was a moment that marked me for a different reason in terms of what it takes to raise up other leaders. What yeah. it ra and that this is a white guy raising up someone who is not like, not from his world, not like him, who had and who was willing to step aside and leverage what he had to release another. Um, and I think for if we are want as pastors, if we're wanting to raise up women who speak, that it's got all of those things need to be involved. Yeah. Um, help them to cultivate their voice because I remember looking and, and the team I was working with were wonderful, but they're all dudes. I'm like, I'm not going to tell your jokes because I don't think they're funny. Yeah. Point one. Also, they're not me. And England is a kind of reserved, stiff upper lip culture. I'm Nigerian. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm a Nigerian Londoner. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, um, so I, I needed to know I could be bold and loud and sing halfway through the talk and yeah. jump around through the talk and yeah. and and not feel like I was being weird for doing so. Yeah. You know, and um, if you can create cultures and environments where you can celebrate the different flavors that God has anointed His His speakers yeah. um, in, and that that in that that woman's got got to be free to lead like the woman that she is. Mm -hmm. Joel, Those things will be good for her. That's gold. Now, I speak to the woman mm -hmm. that's in that position, and how would you encourage her, and what does she need to know from your perspective? Mm. Roll them up again. Roll them up. Again. I love it. <laughs> I would say to her, first of all, your voice matters. Yeah. I'd say, I'd say, look me in the eye, first of all, and I'd say, you are a leader. Mm. You do have something to say. You have edited yourself for too long now. Um, you've always known this. And I know that you're scared. And it is scary, and it is lonely, and it is tough, but it is doable. Wow. Um, I would say to her, um, I would say study hard for the things you want to learn, but chances are you've already been doing that. Mm. Um, and I'd say these are some of the things that you need. You need a sisterhood and a brotherhood, and you need, you need your community around you who will be waiting when you get off that stage because of the accusations in your head. 
Um, you need to um, amplify your voice and allow others to amplify your voice so that they know that you actually want to do this. Don't feel embarrassed about the fact that you want to preach. Yeah. And certainly don't feel embarrassed about the fact you want to preach to thousands, because yeah. it's only thousands. Yeah. You know, it's only thousands. Um, don't don't feel embarrassed about your calling. You know, lift your head. I would seriously, I'd say lift your head. And then I'd say, let's talk about what you're going to wear in a way that you enjoy. Do you know what I mean? And not and not in a kind of you must look like. I mean, just don't don't go into this apologetically. Do not lead apologetically because the Lord isn't apologizing for anointing you the way He yeah, did. Yeah. He's not upset about you. He's not intimidated and he's not threatened. So we're going to enjoy this thing. We're going to yeah. enjoy this calling. I would say to her, what things help you feel physically free? So I did theater at school, which I realize now was one of the best training things I ever <laughs> for. Really? For, because yeah. I, because it, it freed me up in my own physicality yeah. and stuff. Um, it made me feel less, less self-conscious. I would say to her, before you're about to speak, go on the stage and walk around so that the first time you're walking is not when you're speaking. Yeah. Um, uh, I, and I would say, listen to the sound of your own voice loudly and um don't doubt it don't doubt it. you will feel f afraid and all of those things but don't doubt it just do it just and then do it again don't do it once like you've got to do it like 15 20 30 40 times um and you're allowed to grow in this and grow better and all of that kind of stuff mm. and i tell you one thing that was really helpful for me that i often say to women who are preaching i'd say look at t watch tv have a good dose of television mm. um i was kind of raised on that <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> me too girl. i was like mm. I don't know about those things and what you're meant to watch. I just watched it. Yeah. Um, have, and look at the kind of people whose communication styles really appeal to you. Ask mm. yourself why. Because sometimes, um, who was it? It was Marion Wright Edelman who said, you can't be what you can't see. And so I know, I know right? That's so good. I know, right? Yeah, that's and, good. And the, I think often the challenge for women speakers is they haven't seen people, seen people who look like them to know the gamut yeah. of styles that may yeah. be them. Yeah. So have a look on TV and see who you like, or who resonates with you and why. Yeah. What is it about them? Um, because that will help you locate your voice. Good. Will help you find Good. your way through. I love it. I love it. And that helps me too, child. I, <laughs> I love it. I, well, I know there are women listening to this and watching this and burning on the inside because it's yeah. inspiring them. And that's the, the most profound thing, as you said, what I feel like is screaming is only a whisper. Yes. So and I say that to guys all the time. Deal. That's such a big deal. That, and I say that, that about most leadership things. In particular in the church context with women, I would say, you think you're saying it loud. Or they say, oh, I've asked her three times. I'm like, oh, my God, you've only no, asked you her. Ain't even, you I ain't thought, even baby, started. sit down. Let me tell you. Sit down. That's not, that's not it. So, Joe, at our church, um, we have something called question of the day. Oh. So Yay. during fellowship time, we mm -hmm. ask our church a question, and they stand up, and they turn around mm -hmm. and ask it. So I want to end every episode with just a list of questions. And we call it the question of the day segment. Are you ready? I'm ready. So just rapid fire your answer. Ready. Just give it to me. Mm -hmm. If you could join any musical ensemble of roots. all times, which would it be roots? roots? The Roots. Yeah. Nice. Oh my gosh. Now, would you be on the musician side or the rapping kind of singing? I would want to be on the rapping kind of singing. Okay. I can sing. I can sing. Okay. But um, I can't rap. Um, you probably got about two or three bars in you. I probably do, you actually. Got about, you got I a few probably, bars, I'm sure. I could probably, but then I'm like, I certainly Especially with the that. accent, though, you kind of probably be beastly. You should work on some that, stuff, right? I should give it a try. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. That, but the roots, because they look like they're having so much fun. Oh, my God. And I don't, I, yeah. years ago, I heard, back in the day of cassette tapes. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, those glorious days. Yes. I heard, the, it, and I was in the UK, and it was the roots with Jill Scott. Can you imagine... Can uh, you imagine? That's Philly. I mean, I they're mean, all from Philly. So that's, I mean, it's. I oh, mean, yeah. 
Oh, that's the best. I mean, I think I stopped the music and just said, Lord, I just want to thank you for these ah, people right now. A spontaneous Right praise. now. Let me just a worship you praise. because of that. Yes, I mean, that's so yeah, good. the roots every time. What is something that everyone else loves that you think is overrated? My accent. Really? Yes. There's a lot of people who sound like me where I come from. But I, I say it's overrated, but I, I'm, I'm going to happily glean the benefits. Don't get me wrong. I bet I you are, girl. I, I bet you are. I'm going to create no fall here. It is I'm, kind of the bomb. Uh, apparently so. Like, Americans are so simple, though. We just, you, we get. I say just, generous. <laughs> there you go. Sure. Sure. We just, we freak out. Like, foreigners are just like, oh, foreign accent. We just, we, we're just, especially when you see us in foreign countries, it is the most embarrassing. We're terrible. <laughs> I've got to say, terrible. London in the summer, man, is you crazy. Can, oh, but you just yeah, like, you, they're the Americans. Yep, they're, they're, there they go. We're just, there are America, where's <laughs> Alpha Tower? Where, come on. There, there are distinctives, are, I will say that. we act like we own everywhere yes. where we go. You know yes, what I mean? Yes, and don't so, understand how. I don't, do, just no cultural competence at all. It's, it's just, I have uh, one of the, one of the uh, me, most awkward questions I'd be asked when we, maybe, so what language do they speak in England? <laughs> You're laughing too hard at Americans. Hold on. You're laughing too hard. More than once. You're laughing more than once. too hard. I've been asked that more than once. What language do you speak in thing. English? I'm not shocked at all. I'm not surprised no. at all. All right. Oh, God bless us. What other profession would you consider pursuing if you weren't in ministry? Journalist, playwright. Um, yeah, journalist and playwright. That's good. Would be the ones. Like a features journalist. I'd do the in-depth. Intriguing in study. Exposing. You know, your Shonda Rhimes is starting to come out. Yeah, your and Shonda oh, coming out. It's Shonda. Yeah, what is um mm, yeah, series, like a series of <laughs> There you go, look at you, look at you. I would do that kind of multi hyphenate thing. This is the new book. That'd look be amazing. You're working on it. What is something you're bummed that you're still bad at? Tap dancing. <laughs> what? I used to watch it on, you know, raised by TV. You were, you were raised by too much TV. It's just too much. <laughs> and they used to do this no, thing. No, 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 no. Don't even do that to yourself. You got so many cool points with the Roots reference. I'm not going to let you lose it. I'm not going to let you lose it. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Because if you start doing this, you are going to lose all your cool points in the building. We got to stop. Let's stop it right now. We're going to edit that out. Y'all, she started flaring oh them hands. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I just think it's a shame. No, it's a shame. It's a shame on many levels, Joe. What is um, what is something you used to be comfortable with saying that you don't you're not comfortable saying anymore? I can't even say it. <laughs> no, I can't even say it. Thing is Londoners have language. That's all I can say. What do you mean? What? Well, yeah, that's about it. I can't say Come on. Other. What are you talking about? Is, are you talking about profanity? Yes, and just the depth of an insult and stuff. Just there's a kind of earthiness. Yeah, anyway. All right. <laughs> we, we, that sounds good. That sounds like my kind of talk. People would say to me about my tap dancing. Okay, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> what is something you pray a lot about mm -hmm. that you don't talk about? Oh. I try to, oh, oh, there's a few, <laughs> there's a list. Um, I pray a lot for some of my kids' friends. Mm -hmm. Gorgeous, love them to bits, really feel cool to their friends and their families. Yeah. I pray a lot about trying to understand America. 
Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Especially yeah. now. That's another episode. That's we'll another keep episode. Up. What, That's when another was episode, the, brother. When was the last time you had to say, I'm sorry? Whew. Trying to work out how many times I've said it today. Well, you can sorry, say I'm sorry for that tap dancing <laughs> move. You I just ain't said. sorry. <laughs> I ain't sorry. Oh, oh my God! Don't do that. <laughs> I ain't sorry. Okay. So let's okay. We we'll just keep on past that question. We we'll just keep on because I brought it back. I'm sorry. You did. What is something that you are most often misunderstood about? What's something that's most often misunderstood about you? I. <clears throat> I was gonna say that I have feelings. <laughs> be honest. Do you feel like that? Do you feel like you? It's just assumed. No, I think I. I think people. I think in the U.S. Yeah. That the Brit thing is a is seen as quite a, not sedate but kind of together. Yeah. Um. But I'm a Nigerian Brit, which yeah. and and um. And I think probably the I think ah, I think sometimes people uh, and I get it because they, they don't necessarily are not familiar with Yoruba culture and things like that don't always see how that fuels my thinking mm. yes that's it that's I knew I was reaching mm. extrovert processor um, mm. how that fuels my decision making and the way I do things the fact that you're Nigerian and Brit mm -hmm. mm. It explains why I don't argue about certain things, or why, um, why I. Ha and I when you don't engage at that level, then they make assumptions about you Assume it's that silence. aren't accurate. Yeah. They think it's arrogance or. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. gosh. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Got it. That makes sense. That's just. That makes life. sense. Mm. What um is it is arrogance uh, often assumption, because of your, in being empowered as a woman. Uh, oh, aggression might uh, be an assumption. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. your authority, yeah. you know what I mean, mm -hmm. and the voice mm -hmm. and and the accent. I mean, all of that plays into this this caricature. Yes. That people can just make assumptions about you. Yeah, yeah. I think sometimes people have definitely. Yes, yeah, they have actually yeah. assumed a certain that because I feel confident about certain things or I'm not going to argue about certain yeah, things. Yeah, you're just not going to. They assume that that you think you're better, and I got it. Yeah. What is an area in your leadership that you're still growing in? Every area. Um, yeah, that's a good <laughs> um, answer. Every area. But I think, um, you know what? I think at the minute, it's been about like dreaming big again on the other side of disappointments. Hmm, like that's good. being able to kind of, um, yeah, dream and dare again on the Take other side risk. of disappointments. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Last one favorite cuss word. No. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> um, no, I can't. It's a Brit word, but I know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be the only one. <laughs> Joe Saxton, thank you so much. This thank was you. awesome. Thank, thank you. you.